Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Following On From Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and momentarily I've broken away from planning and organising Talk Sports Tour of India to bring you a special edition of the show. A conversation that took place during the mid-innings break of England's first one-day international against the West Indies at the start of December. Australia, remember, had only just scooped the 50-over World Cup, beating India in impressive fashion. And from that came the kind of conversation that you'd probably have at the pub. If you were to select an 11 from the great Australian side who won three World Cups at the turn of the century, and from the squad that took the 2015 and 2023 World Cups, who would make the cut and who wouldn't? So to discuss this, a man who grew up celebrating Australian triumphs, Jarrah Kimber, and a man who was beaten by them, Alex Tudor. Sit back and enjoy. That's it. That's 100 for Steve Waugh. This is a terrific effort from the Australian captain. Whoa, that's a bit of serious pace. It's 100 miles an hour. A, a cricket ball does not get bowled faster than that. And Gilchrist going large. That is a magnificent stroke. A short ball. He's got a wicket first ball. How many times this tournament has Glenn McGrath got the breakthrough in his first over? There it is. There's the 100 for Ricky Ponting. What a wonderful performance from him. He is absolutely elated, as you can imagine. The skipper getting a century in a World Cup final. Oh, beautiful ball. That's a wonderful delivery from Shane Warne. Stack. A pivot stack for Australia. Saver for David Warner, and he is pumped. Does he attack him? Does he attack him? That's the shot of the night from Mitch Marsh. Ah, shop around, there's nothing fluffy about that from Smith. That's just complete dominance. Welcome back to TalkSport 2. Jared Kipper here with Alex Shooter. We're going we're gonna to get nostalgic a little bit, but also compare eras. We're going to look at the great Australian team from 99 through to 2007 and compare that to the 2015 to 2023 eras. 
Um, well, I can tell you straight away, one team won three World Cups, neither one won two. But um, we're going to look at these two just to see who has done better um, when, uh, you know, and which team is better. But I'm going to start with this, Jutes. I know you and I have already come up with our composite 11s, and we can compare those in a moment. But imagine there was a cricket team that was opening with Mark Wall, and then he, he would have Stuart Law at the other end, Dean Jones at first drop, Darren Lehman at second, then Moody and Brad Hodge. I've got Jimmy Marr as the wicketkeeper, but you can throw Ian Healy in if you want, or Greg Dyer, World Cup winning wicketkeeper. Your spinner would be Brad Hogg. And then you've got Rifle, Gillespie, McDermott, Fleming, Clark, and Tate to pick from. And if you want a spare bat up, we'll throw in um, Jamie Siddons. Would that World Cup team, right, so that's 15 players, do you think that's good enough to win a World Cup? Where are we playing? Well, I mean, you got War I Jones. We, I'm, I'm not being <laughs> we. I mean, where are they playing? You got War Jones, Lehman, and Hogg. I can't. That can play anyway. Can't it? Doesn't matter. Because you have got so many fast bowlers. That, that's a good. Sh- that would go in at least second or third favourite in a World Cup. I think that's good. One hundred percent. I mean, listen, Dean Jones, a great late Dean Jones. I mean, I just love watching playing. Well, Dean Jones and Mark War, both at different stages, were the best player in the world. Uh, Brad Hogg had a bowling average of 15 mm. in a World Cup at <laughs> one stage. Sean Tate took a bunch of wickets. Craig McDermott was arguably the best fast bowler mm. in the 87 World Cup. It's for, and Gillespie, who I think, when he was fit for about four World Cup games, averaged 10. Well, I, I, actually, I remember when I was in Australia in 98, they actually felt that he was going to become better than Glenn McGrath before all the injuries. They just remember talking to Shane Warne. And stuff, they just said he was different class he had the speed, he bowled close to the wicket, he could move it. You know, he was tall, he could move it out, in, had a Yorker, quick bumper, he had it all. And then obviously injuries happened, and then obviously 2005 when, when KP got after him, and he sort of was never the same really, as they sort of got him out of the team. But he was a phenomenal bowler. And just you read the names, Craig McDermott, I remember watching him in the 80s, used to love watching him, his battles... Dean Jones, I mean, Mark Waugh gets into my team, any team, because he was one of my favourite players, just the, the elegance that he had. Um, he, he just made batting look extremely easy. He could catch pigeons at slip. He could also bowl some seamers, bowl some offspin. He had it all. Mm. I mean, I, mean that, I think that's a team, if you went into a World Cup, you'd be like, there were a realistic chance of winning. Mm. And the reason I mention this is, feel free to change it. But I've gone, I've thrown in... A, one 1987 player here as well, just because um, I wanted. Because you can. Because I wanted to put Steve Waugh's bowling in, but this is my composite 99 to 2007 team from Australia. So Gilchrist, Hayden, Ponting. It started pretty well. You can then pick out of Simons and Martin. I'd probably go Simons, but you're more than willing to go Martin as well. Uh, you got Steve Waugh. Then you can pick between Shane Watson and Mike Hussey. So, uh, then you've got Bevan uh, at eight. If you want a little bit more batting, I don't know why you need it, but you can have Ian Harvey or you can go with Nathan Bracken, another guy who's number one ODI bowler in the world for a long time. Then you've got Warren McGrath, and you can have Lee or Bickle. My point is, all those other players I mentioned before aren't in that group that I've just said. That mm. is incredibly strong. Do you disagree with any of my choices there? I know you want Mark Waugh. Well, I, I, I have to have Mark Waugh, but you, as you said, you wanted the 87 Steve Waugh, who was a fantastic all-rounder bowler, bowled at decent pace, had his slower balls, those back of the hands, him mm. and Simon O'Donnell, was him it? And Simon O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah, they used to bowl that. They were one of the, not say one of the first, but they used to they bowl were. extremely well. Yeah, we, his I mean, Yorkers. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. They were pioneering that team mm. when it comes to slow balls. And, and he just used to surprise you. He sort of just ambled up the knee, but he was sort of strong around the shoulders and he would just get it down there. And he must have bowled sort of mid-80s, I reckon. Um, you know, people 
beg to differ because of the speed on that. I'm sure he would have bowled sort of 82 or something around there. He was nippy, wasn't he? He was nippy. That's yeah. what I said. He used to hit the bat, hit the stickers, as batters used to say. He hit the stickers hard. And before the injuries, he was a very good bowler. He was the banker. He was the banker. He bowled at the death. And then obviously he was... Um, he was quite destructive with his batting when he was young. He was flashing at everything mm. outside our stump. And 99 World Cup, he essentially right. gets Australia through to the what well, we gets Australia through to the final in well, that tournament. Well, as you say, they call him the Iceman for a reason. And as you said, that game against South Africa when he got 120, wasn't it? Edge Baston, whatever. And I and when you're ever picking a side, I'm always the big moments. Who stands up? And more often than not, that man. Stood, he's unbelievable. Um, I was very lucky enough to, to play against him and, and have good conversations with him just to pick his brain. But um, what a player. So, I mean, Dean Jones, Darren Lehman, Mark Wall, oh. very unlucky. Even Tom Moody um, and Brad Hodge, um, all those very unlucky. But let's say we go with that team, right? So that's, that's our team from 87 to 2007. So I've got Harvey Bracken, Warren McGrath, um, Bickle Lee. You could take Bickle out and put in one of McDermott, Gillespie, Tate, if you wanted to as well, or Rifle or Fleming. Um, you pretty much agree with that as the top 15, though? Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, is there anyone else? I mean, I remember you sort of said even Tom Moody's won 2-2. Two, two. You can't get him in. Big Tom bowling his, his six-foot-seven seamers and can hit a very, very long ball. Good fielder. Can't get in the side. Darren Lehman, for me, I get asked this question a lot. Who's the best batter you bowled against? Mm. And I said he was the cleverest batter that I bowled against. He found a way on any wicket. I mean, I was lucky when I was at Surrey. I had Sackley Mushtak, Ian Salisbury, Bicknell, myself, Orman. And he would score runs. And even if it was in our favour, it was a green seamer or whatever. He just manoeuvred the ball very well. He always looked to be ultra positive against the spinners. And, you know, if you listen to Michael Vaughan, he, he learned a hell of a lot. Mm batting at the other end to Darren Lehman so listen they're very unlucky um, Stuart Law fantastic player well Stuart Law didn't I don't think he played in the winning World Cup and yet really dominated the, that sort of middle order one day role for Australia and then in county cricket as well and then in Queensland so he was phenomenal you could maybe make an argument that Lehman comes in for Martin I think on my side or maybe Dean Jones comes in just because he was so good but Dean Jones isn't batting ahead of Ponting so no, <laughs> I, don't, no, no. I don't know where you fit him in so that's the 99-2000 team all right, tell me what you think of my 2015-2023 um, uh, 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 team. So I've got Warner. I've got head opening with him. I would have Finch, obviously, as an alternate there. One of Clark and Smith. Um, uh, you know, you can't fit both of them in. Maxwell, Watson, Haddon. Then uh, I've, I have Faulkner or Zampa, depending on if the pitch is spinning. Stark, Johnson or Cummins. You make your own choice. And then Hazelwood. What I don't have in this modern era is another 15 names that are really, really good. I have a very good front 11 mm. and I have a squad of about 14 or 15 players that I like. I don't have a bunch of guys like, you know, Brendan Julian and, and Shane mm. Lee and, and Tom Moody that you could, that you could fit in. Like Stoinis is the next best all-rounder and I don't think he compares to any of the names that I, I just said there. Um, but that actual 14 or 15 players that I mentioned, it's still a pretty good front 11 am I missing anyone no it's a it's a good side I'm you know there's a football analogy where it was think about Tottenham who were playing at the minute they've got a strong 11 if everyone's fit but then they're struggling when you look on the bench and it's like this team here you're thinking that is a very very strong side that you picked and you I don't think there is anyone missing I mean there would be a Johnson or Cummins I mean what do you 
Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think... <laughs> I mean, if Zampa's not fit, your, your backup spinner is essentially either Maxwell or, or Xavier Doherty. So it drops off a little bit there. And... And Nathan Coulton, Nathan Coulton Isle, who actually had a decent World Cup at times out here, but he's not of the level of everyone else on this list. I think it would be hard hard to say that um, uh, that the current team is anywhere near that uh, 2007, or sorry, what is it, 99 to 2007 team. Is that is that fair? That's very fair. I, I would say the first 11, 12 that you picked. There's not many around the world that's beaten that. Um, you know, all, all areas are covered. All areas are covered. You've got extreme pace in Brettley. You've got McGrath, just don't need to say anything. Shane Warne, arguably the best bowler ever to have lived. Harvey Bracken, I mean, if you want a bit of left arm, throw in Bracken. You, you know, do you need Harvey at eight to come in and score runs? With you, don't, you don't need <laughs> you don't him. Need. I just put him there because it would make more sense. You don't, you don't need him. Michael Bevan, arguably one of the best finishers ever to have played the game he was unbelievable well, I mean on that point I don't think you can fit probably Bevan and Hussey both in this team and no. there's probably there's, other than India and Dhoni there probably isn't another team ever who wouldn't automatically take Hussey and Bevan but in this side mm. you probably take Watson because he was a better bowler and because I mean, ar- around 2007 he was probably one of the best finishers in the world as well <laughs> before he changed and became an opener later on yeah he, he was a different level I mean I suppose Hussey won't get in this team Bevan for me, because he's also going to give you a bit of left arm on mm. orthodox bowling as well, gunfielder. It's interesting, isn't it? Watson's most probably the only player that's possibly got in, get into both teams. Yeah, because I, I, I have, I think Clark might qualify for both teams, but I don't think he was good enough to force his way into mm. that early team. And the, and the second one, he probably just, he's certainly in the squad for the second one. But you're right, it, there isn't a, as much crossover as I would have thought. I, I think it's when you look at the injuries, like if if... Uh, st- let's say if Cummins or Hazelwood is injured from that other team and you've got Nathan coulton coming in next, f- fine player, but, um, you know, if you've got an injury, if, if McGrath gets injured in that early team, like Stuart Clark, who I don't even know if we've mentioned yet, can come into the side. We've already talked about Bracken. Ryan Harris? I don't think he played a lot of one days because of his knees. <sighs> what a bowler, man. Yeah. He was a serious bowler. So, but, but, you know, I always go back to 2003 World Cup. I think it's a really fascinating conversation. Australia won that World Cup without losing a game. Do you remember the two players who didn't actually finish that tournament? Thinking music. Do we have thinking no. music? <laughs> so Shane Warne got sent home for the drugs. Oh. Right? And Gillespie got injured. So think yeah, of another right. team going to a World Cup and losing players of that quality and go, we're still going to be unbeaten. Right, and I would argue that without Warren and um, Gillespie in 2007, they're even better. I think 2007 is the peak team, and there was times in this tournament where statistically India was flirting with that, but Australia did it from the first game to the end. So I think the the absolute best team uh, that Australia's ever put out on the field is the 2007 World Cup team. 99 was a bit gritty; it was a bit it was a bit grimy. They got it; they got over the line, but uh, they. I mean, they didn't even bring Simons or, or Harvey in, 2000, in 99, so they didn't even optimise their team. I was just thinking, so that 2007 World Cup team that you talk about, Matty Hayden was number one, 659 runs. At, at about a round of ball. Yeah, Gilchrist, 453. Clark, 436. And then the bowlers, McGrath, different level, 26 wickets. Sean Tate, 23. Brad Hogg, 21. Nathan Bracken, 16. I mean, I'm not surprised if I'm not beaten. I mean, if you've got players like, like that who are standing up and being counted and big names as well that are performing, you're going to blow anyone away. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I think Bracken's economy rate, and I looked this up recently, and I should have, you and I were chatting about it off air, but I think Bracken's economy rate was like 3.4 or something ridiculous. And, and Hogg's uh, bowling average was 15 as well. Um, it, it really is. It was a remarkable era. Um, it, you know, as Andrew Simons, for, for years, Australia would say he underperformed, and he ended up with, with a batting average of 40 and a strike rate of over 90. And again, you talked about Mark Wall before. Andrew Simon's good bowl pace. He could bowl spin. He was probably a better outfielder than Mark Wall, but not yep. as good as a catcher as Mark Wall. Um, I mean, just the, the level... And Damian Martin made a 100... No, I think he made 80-odd not out in the 03 World Cup with broken fingers. Um, like, the depth... We haven't talked... To, like, for instance, oh, we've mentioned a lot of names, <laughs> and I went over Brad Hodge. Brad Hodge was probably, in a lot of very good teams, an automatic selection for over a decade. And he was a fringe player at best for Australia. No, you're correct. He, he's a little bit like, not say Shamsy now, but if you think about the franchises that that man's played for, Brad Hodge was sought after, wasn't he? Because he was a little bit chirpy, I'd like to say. <laughs> He'll let you know. Um, ultra aggressive. He also gave, he gave you some valuable runs also. Um, he would come in and do that with you know left-hand batting. And he scored valuable runs. So he was a very good cricketer, as you said. He didn't. He doesn't get. You thought about Brad Hogg? Oh no, no, oh, oh no, Brad Hogg, not the. Uh, oh, I thought about Brad Hogg. Oh, no, Brad Hogg. Sorry, the, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, Brad Hogg. I mean, that's also, the problem. They have so many good players. They, There's three Brads on this Blewett, list. We could put Hadley. We could think Blewett, Elliot. I always remember as a as a young guy. They, 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 Australia played these tri series, and the Australia A side would always play them in the final because they would blow every other nation that they were playing it would just be Australia Australia A and the Australia A side would beat the Australian side it was ridiculous was that 93-94 so for those who aren't old enough to remember Australia was playing England and Zimbabwe and they thought that England was struggling and they thought that Zimbabwe was terrible so they put Australia A into that tournament and it got so bad during the tournament that I think Paul Rifle got called up to be 12th man for the major team, so they didn't have to face Paul Rifle anymore. And that, that completely changed the way they selected cricket not long after that because Blewett was the one. I mean, Blewett's not even on our top 30 here, 
And he was the one that really paved the way for all those young guys to come through by smashing the Australian team um, all around and, and getting through to that final. Um, it, it was an incredible time for Australian cricket. And that's what I mean. I think if you look at some of these 11s, um, you know, even, even if you just take the guys who aren't in the top 15, teams would struggle to beat them. Yeah, 100%. I remember, uh, listen, Greg, Greg Blewett for me was an absolute nightmare because like Ricky Pontini was a fine puller of the ball and he'll pull you off length. And I remember when on my first tour we, we played out at Hobart and we, you know, Affers was captain um, for the game and he wanted to make a game of it for what reason I had no idea. And uh, they had what needed to chase 300 odd. He got a double hundred. Couldn't find our coach afterwards. He went missing. <laughs> David Lloyd, bless him. He had had enough because we were getting beaten everywhere. The Lilac Hill 11 that had Lily and Hogg and all that. They, they would beat us as well. <laughs> we were getting beaten all over the place. But listen, I mean, that era, the 90s, early noughties, Australia were different class and you could just see with the overseas players that the counties used to get as well and, and it was just an influx of very good players I think of Martin Love and all these I mean listen just runs everywhere well you mentioned Elliot before he didn't even get close to the one day team as well so I think there's no doubt we both agree that the team from 99 to 2007 was well stronger than the current team well it's always going to be because you've got Warner McGraw in it I don't, I don't care who you pick you put those two in any team and this, this is my thing when we always have a discussion about the West Indian dominating side of the 70s and 80s I always say the difference between that and that Australian side was that man Shane Warne I said I, I'm not I know how they, the West Indian lads would have tried to play him but I reckon he would have got a lot of wickets and I think he would have been the difference between the two teams for me having Shane Warne in that team just for me just pips it. Yeah. Just pips. I think once you have McGrath in the team, the other team's going to lose anyway, because that's what we saw. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 